Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Men and Now Val. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. But Oh! AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. A very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review Raw, one of the final stops on the road to Survivor Series. Yeah, that's a good, Al. Uh, not great in ring, but that's never a problem. There's too much of that, anyway. Uh, <laughs> not great finishes. Bad week for finishes. I wasn't terribly keen on the... Undercard, angle advancement. Love the stuff. Top and tail in it. Yeah. Like, genuinely love the main event stuff. War Games has played its trick and cast its spell yet again. I think there's been one good one ever in WWE history. Charmed you. Charms me every year. And yet, the way that they, like, approach it and the way that, like, there's four or five of them. There's four or five of them. Two cages. That's double one. I just get worked yeah. into thinking it's going to be the match of all matches all over again. Even though it's very rarely the case. One time, <laughs> yeah. one time genuinely, I think one time. I think I even think they're like WCW, you'd get bollocks on the forums to say anyone's overrated. Say for one or two, I think loads of them are like a real slog. Um, and there's only been one really good WWE one. But that has worked a treat on me. Rest of the show left quite a lot to be desired, I thought. I've got right. Sometimes... Usually I like to punch up. That's the rule of comedy. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to AEW's new rule of comedy, where if you do something, a menial task in slow motion, it's automatically a stitch, <laughs> which is not funny. But one of the very um, various rules of comedy is that you shouldn't punch down. Yeah. I sometimes have a cruel sense of humor. Okay. Maybe it's just a defense mechanism, right? Definitely. I noted with interest and... Uh, Later with Schadenfreude, that my esteemed colleague Michael Hamflet went full stand up for the Fed on X slash Twitter last night. You can um, follow him there. Could have got me in the mood. <laughs> Could have got talking about the rock. I was like, God, I love this. <laughs> so Hamflet on X slash Twitter last night stands up for WWE, absolutely loving his life. He's basically going on like, oh, it's February 2020 AEW. I was watching superstars on another screen. While I was it's like, like, yeah. It's like sort of. 
June, July, WCW 1996. It's All Japan in 1990. Fed Brackets General. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling and any time between 2012 and 2019 because it was absolutely goaded. And he's like, oh, it's just the best. This. I love all the characters. I'm jealous of everyone who goes to the arenas. I want to buy a ticket. And then they deliver that f***ing sh- show last night. There wasn't a sh- show. <laughs> there was some good stuff. It was just so dull and some of the wrestling was so bad and the heat was just non-existent. And just, you know, to get away from Hamlet, we don't want to, you know, <laughs> Bury my colleagues so much. Genuinely right. You could. The old cliched analogy of like, oh, the person in the coma wakes up after three years and they say, are you you comfortable? I'm going to have to brace yourself (laughs) for some uh, information here. And the person's thinking, oh, my God, three years, what have I missed? Unfortunately, Timmy, uh, WWE got hot. I know, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. <laughs> it's an evil corporation, but, you know, unfortunately they got hot. And, you know, Timmy, the wrestling fan, the f- Timmy Freakazoid Esquire, <laughs> is going, no, AEW's still good, right? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you not know about that, Timmy? Domestic business is soft, and, you know, there's a bit of a, you know, terrible vibe lingering over AEW, and the booking's gone a bit, you know, not great, and it feels like the, it's a bit of a four-year itch thing going on. So, all right, okay, lay it on me. I'm going to have to watch this hot WWE product. Here you go, Timmy. Press play. And Timmy would go, eh? <laughs> How is this hot? Like, how is this hot? It's not hot. <laughs> uh, the main event stuff was good. Oh, yeah. I did think there was a certain development that was like, oh, that just happened then. And I'm talking about something that you'll have to stick around and find out. Uh, uh. There's a certain thing where I'm like, ah, oh, they usually do way more pageantry with something like that. Um, but I, look, if you like the main event scene, I can mm. understand why you thought this raw might have verged on passable, but I really thought it was poor, like really poor. And I've held, uh, I've gone like this. I've held my hands up over the past however many months and thought, mm-hmm. you know what? Still not the thing for me format-wise. Still very soulless. But my goodness, what an amazing job this promotion is doing of engaging its base. This just felt crap in syndication City Jones. It felt a very forgettable episode of Monday Night Raw. Like, I guarantee in a couple of weeks, the only thing I'll remember on this show is obviously the Drew McIntyre turn. And we were been, saving that for retention. It's uh, very, uh, very rare that we use nowadays say it felt like an episode where, aside from the Drew stuff, they were kind of just spinning their wheels. I honestly think it was down to the finishes. Yeah. Like, quietly. The wheel spinning finishes. The wheel spinning finishes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the lack of finishes. Like, WWE have gotten away from that. Yeah. Like, not all the time. It's still, it's still WWE. But com- if you compare them to the Raws of old, the Raws of Vince McMahon, where you were guaranteed a minimum of one non-finisher show, you just simply wouldn't have a week where it was like, oh, there was actually pinfall submissions and winners and losers in every <laughs> single match. They have sort of quietly gotten away from that. Mm. And... This week was a return. Relatively. Relatively speaking, yeah. And it was just, there was a lot of WWE tropey stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that I ju- again, it's wheels it's wheel spinning because everything has been so set up. But the point of, like, I've been very much in favor of Triple H's plotting. But the point of that plotting is to, like, have, oh, well, so this character's focusing on this right now, but they've also got this coming next. 
Like, that's been one of the, his success stories this year. The point of that is that you never need to have a week where they've got nothing to do. It made me the, very relieved that Survivor Series isn't six weeks after yeah, Crown Jewel. Like, the whole the whole idea with that is that, well, it's not just who you're feuding with right now. It's that little breadcrumbs are, you know, there for the next mm. feud and the rival after that. Or there's a championship you want to fight for. So it's like, well, I'm also going to mention this guy in a promise. Sami Zayn's been a great example yes. of that lately, right? And I just think this week felt like, you know, everybody's got kind of their one job. They're doing their one thing. And if you're not... You know, if you're not involved in anything else, tough tits, and mm. you're just going to get this kind of like bland makeshift segment. There was quite a bit of that. Uh, so the show opened with Cody Rhodes coming in out. What do you guys want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> he said he had lots of wonderful memories in the arena, and he's going to give the fans another one when him and Jay uh, win the tag team titles back. And he uh, introduces his teammates. What was the arena? It was, it was uh, Washington. It was the first it? dynamite. All right. Okay. Can you make a dirty? Do a little what juvenile pun. I don't know. What Capital One? Capital One. Sorry. Capital Gum, more like. Good. Uh, Very good. Uh, he introduces teammates for war games. Are you at? Yeah. Uh, main event, <laughs> Jey Uso. I might buy the Yeet T-shirts. Here I... The, I mean, <laughs> don't look, look at me for approval. I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I'm a Jey Uso guy. Yeah. Uh, the one... I'm a Jimmy Uso guy. I'm kind of too, actually. Yeah. But the one thing I just thought you're not ever getting that over, ever... Is that stupid T-shirt drop-down punch thing he does? Uh, well, he is getting it over. So, <laughs> shut my mouth. He is, a, he is 100% perfect, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, so, Jey Uso, yeah? Uso comes out, Sami Zayn, and, of course, Seth Rollins. Sick making! Crowd all looking at singing that song of his. All singing that song. <laughs> Uh, My eyes are up here. <laughs> Road says they're all there because of Judgment Day. Um, and uh, there's a nice, you know, acknowledgement between Rhodes and Uso, Rhodes and Zane, and then a bit of tension, obviously, with Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Uh, and then out comes Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and technically JD McDonald, although this doesn't apply to later on, but collectively, <laughs> they're in the. F- and judgment day. Yeah. And there was no real Ripley. And he's uh, And Finn says, you're not a real team. We're a bloody family. Uh, not really, and that's my problem. <laughs> um, a few questions. <laughs> Bree says, you're going to be, we're going to finally be done with you after Survivor Series. Uh, and they basically run through each person trying to sort of neg them into not liking each other. Uh, he says, oh, Rollins, what's it feel like being a champion in, in there while you stand next to Cody Rhodes, a man you could never beat? And uh, they say, Cody, what's it like knowing you can beat all of your teammates, but you still can't be a bloody champion? And uh, they say to Zane, everyone just knows you're a loser, especially after last week. Oh, Sammy alone. <laughs> uh, and they say, really think you can trust Jey Uso after he screwed each and every one of you? Dominic Mysterio tries to chime in, but he gets booed out of the arena. Uh, Zane says, no one wants to hear from you. We're going to put all of our histories aside, says Sammy, to take down the Judgment Day. Uh, you don't know what you're in for. It's going to be the br- most brutal match of your lives. And um, when it's over, the power's going to lie with us, the four guys in the ring. Um, and Rhodes is like, hmm, kind of surprised you managed to make your way out of here without me, uh, the leader of your group. And he basically baits them in, saying, oh, she's not the leader. Well, who's the leader? Is it you? Is it you? And... The thing that really makes Priest snap is not when it's suggested that Dom or Finn or he is the leader, but the moment Rhodes goes, maybe it's JD. He's like, no, I'm the leader. 
obviously, Balor gives him a bit of a look. Everyone's like, ooh, thought there wasn't meant to be any leaders there. And Rollins like, anyway, I'm sick of all this bollocks. Obviously, you four are in the tag title match later, but the four of us are dressed to wrestle and uh, haven't got anything on. Let's have a bare knuckle fight then. And uh, Priest, the new leader, apparently, of the Judgment Day, accepts on the behalf of Dom and JD. This was the story I wanted them to tell this week. Like, the baby faces. I like that Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes especially, considering Cody only came back, like, just like, a year and a half ago. I've already got this law between them now. Uh, they've... This was a very cute sidestep of Seth going, why do you not want my belt, Cody? What are you, what are you saying about my title? And, you know, like, they've kind of got around that by just saying, look, they're just career rivals, but they're going to put the differences aside. This is the story I wanted them to tell for the main event because... Ultimately, the Judgment Day, despite the things that we can see, are going to be in total denial about their problems, their heels. They should mm-hmm. be you know, thinking everything is fine when we can tell where the cracks are. Whilst the baby faces, because they're such good and believable baby faces, don't feel like they really have to justify why they're doing it. They're going into fight to fight the good fight like the good guys should. Purple cage for the Judgment Day? I mean, yeah, no. But how oh good would that be? We haven't had a purple hell in a cell yet. Good point. So you got to save that. Um, now we get a purple kilt. Oh my god, purple sword! Like oh my god, this was my purple sword. Now, if that happens, anyway, carry on. Knew it when I said it. Knew that was where it was going as soon as I said it. Uh, so purple yeah, Swiss Army knife. <laughs> what this segment would have been really good at establishing, like they should have probably brawled at this point, and a pissed off Adam Pierce should have come out and said, "I have seen this." I listened to the What Calls Wrestling podcast and Michael Sidrick has simply <laughs> pointed out that I have seen this every week for the past six months. And you know what? It's not going to ruin tonight's tag team title main event. I'm banning all interference in that. Like, that that decision needed to be made. Yeah. And this segment would have been the perfect way to set that decision up. Has he done that bit yet? He, they use an entire 10-minute tag match and with a no finish. We'll get that. Back. I've got a take on that. Okay. take on that. I'm once again Bernie Sanders. Asking why not was uh, perfect until you realize, you know, when you, you know what goes around every now and then, like the engagement accounts will try and get some uh, numbers by going, oh, God, guys, you're so close to getting Blood and Guts one, the original Blood and Guts. Mm. People might have forgotten this because they see the match graphics. There's a bit of Berenstein Bears, Mandela effect stuff going on. Because you see the original match graphic, what actually happened is that Nick Jackson got written out because mm-hmm. I think he was going on paternity leave and Matt Hardy was going to be in it. Oh, God. So, you know, like every cloud. <laughs> um, what I loved about that setup for that match was that the inner circle were just absolute thickest thieves. Love being a gang of complete bastards together. No internal strife because it wasn't the popular thing to do. It wasn't the way to set up your next round of episodic TV when you could just kind of wait maybe mm. sometimes and just have the heels as a united front. They're meant to be this absolutely in unbeatable force that are just dickheads cackling, running about, ruining the sanctity of everything. And can these baby faces with their naughty respective histories actually band together to just get rid of that wound and just close it up and mm. move on. The I, I just hate how they're doing internal strife within the Judgment Day. I understand why they are doing it, right? Okay. Mm. I understand that in theory, if they keep going, uh, Damien Priest versus Finn Balor could be a pretty big WrestleMania match that isn't the title, Okay. 
I understand that a lot of times teams, factions, associations, they exist to split up. It's wrestling. But I know I just wish it was just a bit more traditional. It go, It's consistent with my total apathy towards the exploration of friendships and professional wrestling. Like, mm. Let's go back in time to a better time because we all know <laughs> the past was goaded. Uh, this, this is a WWE promo train. The past wasn't always goaded because, let's not forget, did they have banter in the past? Uh, I'm Unfortunately not a- for the the older generation, yeah. they did not have banter until the early 1980s. I'm going to let it play out a little bit because I do want them next week to be, you know, because they're like, right, Damien Priest, the leader for War Games. And then next week, now they've got, spoiler alert, a new member. I want Phil Miles to be like, yeah, the big lad's going to take care of things at War Games. And Damien's like, yeah, I am. He's like, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Drew, obviously. So there's going to be more intrigue there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they didn't need to do a 10-minute match that went to a DQ. And oh. I will mention very briefly some of the things that happened because it was a, you know, a nice touch, obviously, with the... Saving the skip for something else as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was uh, a nice touch with the three amigos, obviously, with, with how special uh, yesterday was. Uh, Dom goes for a 619. Rollins hits him with a super kick and a buckle bomb. Sets up for the curb stomp, but here comes Priest and Balor for the DQ. Uh, they attack. Ripley sort of out there directing traffic. Jay and uh, Cody come out to make the save. Big brawl. All of the security in the arena are basically in there. Uh, and Jay is going to spear Damian Priest, but Jay McDonough takes the bullet for him. So Pierce finally does what, like you say, he said he should have done probably earlier. Grabs a mic and says, right, that's another bloody match ruined. Uh, everyone not involved in the tag title match in these bloody factions are not just banned from ringside. They're banned from the arena. Uh, and Ripley starts arguing with him as we go to break. It continued, but you have thoughts on this. I don't hate... Adam Pierce generally, mm. he plays a sort of bland administrator as well as he could probably play that role. At times, when he's playing off certain acts, he's kind of got a decent deadpan mm. bit of comedy timing to him, right? Okay. So I don't want to go too footed on Adam Pierce. I want to do the caveat of I don't think he's that bad all the time. I don't like the role of an authority figure. He does it in quite an anonymous and inoffensive mm. way, right? <laughs> you ever seen that? Uh, it pops up on TikTok, Instagram Reels, and I think it came... I've seen it a lot in the wake of Jerry Springer's passing, when, you know, like, the clips of the Jerry Springer show started to, like, pop back up. Mm-hmm. Um, so people could share their memories of it now that he had died. He's seen the one where... I can't even remember the context, but there's, like, the sort of this nerdy guy... And I think, like, he's standing up for himself, and he does the full Christian Bale Batman voice. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that guy? Yeah, I think so. That's Adam Pearce. He just, I hate, I'm cringing, watching him trying to sort of lay down the law. Mm. For the second time, I'm bloody sick of this. Not anymore. (laughs) It's like, I don't know who you think you are, (laughs) but uh, I just thought it was so lame. My issue just with this is, We've said this before about like both companies this year. Don't do the rubbish thing, even if you're setting up a bit where they're saying, "Look, we're not going to let this rubbish thing happen anymore." Like again, you've already done it. I think it's pretty logical to say no interference. But just say that. Just like have it. Maybe have it in the stipulation of the it's tag match. It's the one thing we didn't want yeah. to happen. <laughs> like, don't do the rubbish thing first to be able to say, "Right, no more of this rubbish thing." You've, you've had watched it. Triple H's WWE before. <laughs> yes, and you loved every I second. Love, I love it all. <laughs> I'm criticising this. I'm still enjoying it. A big smile on my face. I'm watching. 
<laughs> Who's next? I did like the way they set up, obviously, what came later. But uh, yeah, it was a complete waste of time and an insult to my intelligence. And it made them all look very, very stupid. So when we come back from the what break... What do you expect to happen? You already knew this was happening, hence why I set up war games. Oh, like, uh, what was booked for this segment? Judgment Day sacrificed the uh, big check at the pier window by throwing that match out with the DQ. Yes. <laughs> it stinks. Uh, so Rhea's still arguing with uh, Postman Pierce uh, when we come back. Um, and she says, Raw needs Judgment Day. And uh, Pierce says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Once again, WWE cinema. So I want to do the whole thing. Um, <laughs> there is definitely going to be somebody that doesn't know that's from a film. What a line. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> that Arn Anderson always gets praise for his, you send one of ours to the hospital, yeah. you'll send one of yours to the morgue. It's like, Arn. <laughs> it's untouchables. So. <laughs> Apparently the Don Callis one, I don't know the film, but that's stolen. Oh, is it? Which one? Oh, the bar the one. What about Takeshita's yeah. dick? What's that again? Kanosuke Takeshita's the kind of guy, and he walks in a bar, walks into a room, his dick's already been there for two minutes. <laughs> so I good. think it's off the film as well. So I will say... It's a proper banter in the past one for me. But you know, in Wayne's World, obviously, the not thing. I love the idea that somebody said that for the first time once. Like, somebody was having a conversation. Yeah, I think this. Not. Like, oh, my God! You're going to be telling everybody, you will not believe what you said at work today. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. Uh, you thought it was going one way. Hey, Steve, nice hat. Oh, thanks, Ray. Not. Oh, no! <laughs> no! Steve went home crying. <laughs> That nah. one, is that when Banner was invented? I think that might have been like a Big Bang. That was it, Big, Big Bang Banner, Triple B. Uh, right. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, yeah, Zoe Stark interrupts. They're rowing. Uh, and uh, Stark says, you're not as dumb as you look. Uh, you know why I'm out here. Uh, and Ripley's like, hey, Postman Pierce, oh, let's see what happens here. Let's continue. Uh, Stark says, you've got too much on your plate. War games, tag titles, your own title, dirty dumb. There's a baby face here, by the way. Um... Rhea Ripley, based on the crowd's reactions yeah. to all of this. She said, don't overlook me. Ripley's like, I'm not overlooking you. Um, I've been following you since NXT. I knew we'd end up in the ring together. You sent Tristratus packing. You beat Becky Lynch. You kind of remind me of me. Um, but the only way you win a title is over, over there. Smackdown, basically. Uh, Mammy's always on top. Uh, Ripley says she's not spreading herself too thin, and she can handle it all anyway because she's real bloody Ripley. She tells Stark to leave. Stark says, well, pretty much had you beat at Crown Jewel and I'm going to win the title from you at Survivor Series. Ripley tries to attack and Stark just dumps her out of the ring. Considering all the fawning praise Papa H gets over his ability to tell stories, he frequently, like habitually, doesn't get that in every story, virtually every story, Mm -hmm. there should be at least one character you can root for. Who am I rooting for in Zoe Stark versus Rhea Ripley? Well, see, I think this was a noble failure because I think you're absolutely supposed to root for Zoe Stark, but it missed. Like, she wasn't very good. Like, and that's, She's not very good on, like, in promos. I really like watching Zoe Stark wrestle, but mm-hmm. this was not a good promo, and this is not even a good setting for her to cut promos. Like, there's video packages for people that can't, and maybe do that instead, and, like, splice together her hitting really hard and not being afraid of Rhea Ripley's hard She wasn't telling game. you any values that she has or why you should root for her. Ripley did more for her than... Herself? She was basically, yeah. well, the writer did. You know, well, I, yeah. She was basically saying, I'll hear all, all the things you've got to worry about. It's basically going to be a cinch for me. All right, okay, cool. Uh, it's just absolutely terrible. Terrible writing and a not good performance on the microphone. But again, I'll caveat that. Like, I don't want to go in two-footed. 
because uh, Zoe Stark is very good in the yeah. ring. I just, I just thought it made a lot of sense on paper, like to have this running straight after the Rhea Ripley. Like, not only is she like, is Zoe Stark confronting her with the various different things she's got going on? She's in the mess at mm. that time. She's having this little fight with Adam Pearce. I quite like that. I thought it was all laid out well, and it did its best for Zoe Stark, but it, it did fail. It failed as an idea. The crowd were with Rhea Ripley as well. So it, yeah, it, it objectively failed watching on telly. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura video. You are blessed with so much privilege. I'm taking away your choice. The opportunity's mine now. I will wait for now because I know it all ends by my hands. CM Punk's coming at Survivor Series, basically. I mean, I took this that Cody or Jey Uso getting Nakamura as a winter program. Like, they're both, it's privilege, it's about being born into the business or being second generation or having, like, things, like, showered in sort of, like... There is more than one royal family. Wrestling has more than one royal family. He's the king of strong style. So, yeah. CM Punk ain't coming, mate. CM Punk's coming. Zane and Rollins have a chat in the back. Cody Rhodes is like, can I have a... Word with Seth, basically, and Zane leaves him to it. Uh, and Rhodes tells Seth, look, we can hate each other for 364 days of the year, but at War Games, um, I need you. The team needs you. Uh, Rollins says he didn't like, doesn't doesn't or didn't like Cody, uh, and probably never will, but uh, he respects him. Uh, and they'll be all good at Survivor Series. And uh, Rollins pats him on the back and says, hey, go out there and win the tag titles. So what did he kind of say for one night only? Mm. We'll get like, along. Yeah, but he said, Cody, hey. <laughs> oh, sorry. He says, for, well, for one night only, Cody, he say uh, one night, just for the one night. Hey, 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 hey. You are right. I thought Seth Rollins had a really good night. Um, there's another backstage promo later on, which obviously has, you know, bigger impact on the main event. But he's, I thought his selling physically was really good in these backstage segments. He is, they are doing the NACA champion. This is followed on from the Nakamura and Dream matches with the back. Uh, shame he doesn't sell it in the matches all the time, but at least he's selling <laughs> it in the backstage promo. He's fired up with that adrenaline. Well, I think Cody is leading into, into a war. Shout out Mr. Phoenix's fantasy book in from one of our Q&A podcasts. But I think Cody's leading into a war where he loses his title. War Games is where Seth loses the belt and the physical commitments finally catch up with him. I think that ties into Damian Priest taking leadership of the Judgment Day right now for the cash-in. Uh, I, I think he's possibly losing the title and the match at the Survivor Series, and they're going to play on the fact that he's just he's taken on too much, and part of that is because a lot of this wasn't really his fight, but he's doing the right thing, and it's going to cost him in the end. Uh, then we got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Otis. He's running through Alpha Academy. Obviously, he beat Akira Tozawa uh, last week. Uh, oh, he's got a lot more offense in, though. A lot closer to beating him. Um, runs over Nakamura outside the ring to take us to a break early on. When we come back, Otis dominates. Powerbomb, back elbows, clothesline, and a caterpillar for a two-count. Nakamura hits an enziguri, but uh, as he goes to the Kinshasa, Otis counters with a world's strongest slam for a near fall. Um, and then Nakamura hits a series of Kinshasas, basically. Uh, he does a one off the top. Um, kicks the leg out of Otis's leg, hits Kinshasa to the back of his head, and then hits him with a third one in the face for the one, two, three. Post-match, Nakamura shoves Gable, and Gable has to be held back by the rest of Alpha Academy as uh, Nakamura taunts them, leaving the ring. We are getting further and further and further away from Chad Gable versus Gunther. Sure are. We yeah. sure are, and this does nothing for me whatsoever. Um, slow motion, Shinsuke having a feud with some geeks. I thought this was 
Really great. I thought this is like low bar. I thought this is <laughs> great. Match, match of the night. Really? I thought it was super. Great. I thought they had really great chemistry. Like, I could have watched another five minutes of this, genuinely. Like, Otis. Um, is the heating on? Yeah. You do like it. It's a bit like the, uh, the arena. In this. <laughs> <laughs> no heat. Otis never really stood a chance here. You no. knew they were is going. Is it broken? There's a little light. There's no light on the thing. Oh, yeah. so, so it wasn't, wasn't on. on. It wasn't on. <laughs> and, you know, that's why I was cold. So this match, I was like, <laughs> I was kind of refusing to uh, give credit to Nakamura yesterday on the preview and get excited for whatever was to come. I thought this match massively over delivered, mm. and I now kind of and it's Gable, so the Gable one will too. And with Sidge about the Gable Gunther thing, I think it, it might be time to sell your stock in that. Uh, mm. But. I and and back to it. You're still thinking Shayna Baszler's getting pushed from 2019, still time. 2020. Still Interacting with Zoe Stark at oh, stage. Doing a bloody Nigel McGuinness card trick stuff. Great. Just tap people out. Takes uh, three Kinshasa's to put down Otis. What else has got three? The letters GTS. CM Punk's coming back at Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting all, t- all the yeah, things yeah. together. That's it. It's me, the, it's always sunny board. <laughs> Uh, War Games video. Pa- Anything else you want to say about that? No. 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 Uh, War Games video package to explain all the rules, and I say five minutes. It's great. Um, Drew McIntyre. Oh my god. Uh, approaches Rollins in the back. He says, "Look, you're right. I lost a crown jewel. No one to blame but myself. Maybe it's the best thing that happened to me. Uh, but there's something I wanted to give you since last week. Uh oh. It's his hand. It's his handshake. And uh, Rollins shakes his hand." Uh, McIntyre congratulates him, says, uh, go on, go and represent that title. I'm going to go and work my ass off. Join the Judgment Day. Uh, I'm going to work my ass off and get myself a rematch. And uh, Ron's like, I'm sure, sure you will. See you later. And then he just limps away. <laughs> I thought this was really well laid out. Yeah, me too. Like, imagine if Drew McIntyre, Claymore, Seth in war games, and Priest hands over the briefcase and wins the belt. Drew's like, are you f***ing joking me? <laughs> I love that sound and Drew McIntyre's... Uh, you know, are you f***ing joking? <laughs> Taking the pass? Where's my title shot? Taking the pass. You know, you know. Uh... Aye, I like it. Really like it. The little hobble. He's like, Seth's not So I was like, why have they left this? Oh, that makes actual yeah. sense for once. It's healing you guys. <laughs> Orange Cassidy better? <sighs> well, yeah. He is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Don't have it. Uh, Tegan Knox video package, uh, and then it was time for Tegan Knox versus one of the tag team champions, Piper Niven. Uh, Natalia's hyping up the crowd, and it does nothing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Knox, lion. Knox dominates. Where's the lion? Early on, um, Chelsea Green jumps on the apron right in front of the ref. Uh, that allows Niven to knock down Knox. Uh, Natalia takes out Green. Niven takes out Natalia. But that allows Knox to hit Niven with the shiniest wizard. And I thought, there we go. There's the finish. And then Niven got a leg on the rope. But it was uh, immediately finished after that because Niven went to sit down on Knox. Knox moved. Crucifix pin. One, two, three. I think this means they get a title shot. Yeah. Um, Yet again, the Fed trying to do right and the show just doing them wrong. Like, this was rubbish. This was really boring. Uh, But it should have been better. Like, this is absolutely what you should do. Tegan Knox's video package... Where they, yeah. you know, I thought it was like 
That's the story of that character. They are telling the story of that character pretty much for the first time since Triple H just randomly bought her back and expected there to be these massive pops in the building. This idea that, like, these horrific injuries, this just story of somebody that survived the very worst and has come back and then lied about how good the last year's been. But you can do that in wrestling. Just just say it. It's been a good year. And, like, and now what I want to do building on that good year is, go, you know, go off. And that should work. And yet, no reaction in the building. So it's failed. The match was... Bang average, worse than that, really. And, like, I share your indifference towards the tag title shot. The Chelsea Green Pipe and Niven team I like, but they need the belts for absolutely ages before any of these tag title matches feel remotely worthy of your attention. Mm. The belts have been dead. Dead RIP for years. Like, Green and Niven are the best chance of, like, bringing them back to life, but it's going to take months and months and months. You can't just be like, well, Natalia and Tegan Knox are ready. Great. I don't, I don't care. Jumbo Masawa compared to what came later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Jackie Redmond. Can't wait for this. I don't even know which bit you're referencing. Oh, I know. Jackie <laughs> Redmond uh, interviews the Miz. Uh, what's driving you, Miz? <laughs> he said a bus. <laughs> it's not, that's not what she meant, silly. Uh, um, he's, he does an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression as well Sure does <laughs> I Do you want to do it? Do you want to do the Mrs. Arnie for me? Oh, I don't know Get to the chopper yeah, Is perfect. basically what he said right. Chris Thompson does a very good does Arnie it? impression Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout, out, shout out to the guys at Trek Culture um, You like Star Trek by the way Check out Trek Culture Hey it's like one of the leading uh, content. Oh, is that Star Trek? I don't know. What are you doing? R2D2. That's Star Trek. It's not leading. Um, Kicks ass. Yeah. Trek culture's big and good. I watched Sean Ferrick videos before, having mm. never watched Star Trek in my life. That's how good the content yeah, Ellie, is. Yeah, Ellie, Sean, both great. Yeah. Check out that channel. Really good. Really good stuff. Um, this was fine backstage. Ivar comes in, calls him a clown. Uh, Bronson Reed comes in. It really is looking intimidating. Hmm. Uh, he wants to know that wants them to both know you. Would you be after you'd seen this exchange between Ivar and Bronson? Losers. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky to be standing there. Uh, Ivar's like, you've had your shot. He's like, stand down. He 
you need to smarten your mind up, Valhalla. And Ivar shoves Reed and he spins back around and then suddenly Valhalla switched places with him. This is so lame. <laughs> oh, it's a fake. Like, yeah, but like, even you were putting over the like raw monsters. Like the two of them. And the, no, match, yeah. the match that you're going to get. Like, oh, they're, they're, you know, like, that's respectfully, they are two guys who grew up idolizing Vader with none of the aura yeah. at all. I, could, I find them fun mm. when the bell rings, never anticipate, mm. never really get like, they're like when they turn up, I'm, I'm happy-ish. Did you don't have them in a the backstage? No. War of words at all. <laughs> no. They look like they were eight years old. Yeah. They're meant to be these like absolute massive units. These hoss monsters. It's made them look like children. Mm. Miz, the clown we were just speaking about, is right there. Oh, God. <laughs> I used to. We're out clowning him. <laughs> uh, then we got Ludwig Kaiser versus Tommaso Ciampa. Skip. Skip. Vinci attacked Gargano to allow Kaiser to win. Uh, enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five-star review review. Nailed it. <laughs> and this week's five-star review review is brought to you by Eric Vasquez. Hey. Friend of the channel, a belated uh, birthday present. Happy birthday. Just a week late. Sorry, Eric. Yeah, sorry, uh, Eric. For your 35th birthday. Uh, if you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review, you can either do so on Apple Podcasts by leaving us a five-star rating on there, or leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilborn, at whatculture.com, just like Eric did, uh, writing, Greetings, good sirs! Uh, I'll cut right to it. As always, from many of us, you lads are often the highlight of our days. We deeply thank you for your daily sacrifices for us content ghouls. Uh, it's, it's, it's a sacrifice. It is. I get to watch Raw. It is. Okay. It, it is. It's hey, a sacrifice. Sacrifice on a Wednesday. My sacrifice <laughs> is Don't. every Tuesday morning at 5.20 a.m. Don't call us heroes, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 35th birthday. Stand outside of your back door and clap at 7 o'clock if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you guys could review anything of Wilborn's choice in the honor of the official goat of Eric's, little Eric Wilborn. My son, who turns three months old this week. In oh, oh, Milestone City's coming up. Yeah. Man. yeah. Uh, he laughed for the first time over the weekend. Well, that's all it's already been then. Peaked. That's it. Um, it's the best thing ever, isn't it? You, oh, when your child laughs. I'm now I'm just chasing that dragon now. Yeah. <laughs> like anything. Like, what do you want me to do? Oh, shut my head in the door. Uh, make you laugh again. Uh, anyway, Eric says, absolutely great first Can you imagine night. as well? Like He's like that with us in the yeah. office. <laughs> like, he's absolutely <laughs> desperate for pops, this guy. He doesn't pop when I like smile and wink at him, though, like you, you usually do. So... <laughs> He's three months old. <laughs> You're just coming in after a day yeah. of work doing your weather joke. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Paul, so much for the summer, right? Eh? <laughs> Paul Heyman. More like Paul Grayman. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> Tough crowd. Uh, cheers and blessings to you all, says uh, <laughs> just, oh, Eric. 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 Aesop. Now listen. Honestly, I, I thought I was going to be able to retire off the back of that tweet. So good. Isn't that good? Uh, Adam Wilburn, if you want more of that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> or if you want to find the link to donate for this. Uh, yes, that's yeah, much that's like, that's actually worth talking about. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, anyway. And like everything else you said. <laughs> Eric says, cheers and blessings to you all, all the wonderful listeners, all your families and friends, to us, to life. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Eric. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Eric. Be lated. Uh, so I typed in Eric. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd do an Eric-themed one. Eric Young. TNA sexy, because I wanted some morning comments <laughs> along with it. And I found the reunion of ODB and Eric Young from August 31st, 2012. Michael Hamplet, what was going on in TNA back not, then? Not much I was watching. Um, the Bound for Glory series was 
chugging along. It's a what not to do for AEW's G1 thing. Christ Almighty, wrestlers that wrestled different number of matches. Oh, yeah, so it's like some weird of them, point system. Aye, some of them were just entitled to get more points. Uh, oh, my God. There was a pay-per-view in, I think it was this month, uh, but like it was, I think it was Hardcore Justice. They were still kind of like doing some ECW drag stuff, and there was a battle royal where the winner of the battle royal would win twenty points. Huge, obviously, but it didn't even feature everyone in the tournament. <laughs> I think it was like a four-way battle royal, so four four of them could win twenty points. It's like, wow. I tell you, man, I used to try and dip my toes into those waters, and every single time I watched it, some stupid bobbins, like idiocy happened. The good every single. Time. Sorry, I've just found the Bam for Glory thing on Wikipedia. Yeah. Ten points for a submission victory. Seven for a pinfall victory. Why is a pinfall well, uh, submission? Uh, yep. uh, five points for a count out. Mm-hmm. So a count out is basically the same as pinning someone. Yeah. Three points for a DQ victory. Two points for a draw. Ten points deducted for a DQ loss. Uh, and special matches can also be made where the winner of the match can be awarded up to 25 points. Uh, the winner of the first one, actually, the, the 2012, who won that one? Uh, Jeff Hardy? James Storm, 2012. Oh, yeah, that made a tournament for some reason. Yeah, sorry. James Storm topped, but it went into like a playoff. Oh, yeah, they did a playoff, yeah. And, uh, oof, like, 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 like championship playoffs, just because you finished top. That's it. In anything. Jeff Hardy just sneaks in and uh, wins the whole Yeah, thing. James Storm had been the main push baby face for the bulk of 2012. So it was like, mm. I'll never see this coming. I didn't see anything coming, and I won. <laughs> Austin Aries was world champion. It was a good title run. Yeah, uh, it was, he the was first really good in 2012, wasn't he? First use of the option C, where he's the X Division champion, and he could give up the belt just to try and win the world title, and he did. And it was actually a good TNA stipulation at Destination Extra for years. Just looking there on uh, 2012, I got distracted about a bit, Sige, um, because 11th in the rankings for 2012 is one Robbie E. Uh, it says he's still wrestling. Do you know what the name is? He's working under now. <sighs> His name now is Robert Stone. It's NXT day, and I've just remembered. <laughs> uh, also, in uh, 2011, I like the fact that uh, Bobby Roode topped that group. Bully Ray Gunner, James Storm, and uh, in last place, not in the DNF bit for whatever that reason that is, <laughs> Samoa Joe with negative 10 points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's so yeah, that was terrible. a Bound for Glory series. That was what was going on in 2012. Yeah, a lot of that because it filled the TV time. Bully Ray was establishing himself as uh, like just a hardworking guy because they were going to turn him babyface and start the big Brooke Hogan stuff because obviously that would lead to aces and eights. And, and all he took that. his licks. He took took my licks. Um, but yeah, Austin Aries was half decent, so that probably tells you the state of the company at large. Uh, so ODB's rest- some of the, the Aries matches from there because they were just recommended like so mm. frequently what snap that guy had oh my god Christ. whatever happened to that <laughs> peaked, in, peaked in WCPW oh shut up man get to the welcome money. get to the review uh, so ODB's uh, wrestling I think t- uh, Madison Rain and a match set up by Brooke Hogan uh, Taron Terrell's the ref more on that later uh, ODB oh hits a finish. Bam! One, two, three. Uh, and as uh, she grabs her boobs in celebration, Taz says, You can see how frustrated that ODB has been for weeks waiting for a husband. She needs. Right, you are two married men. It's time to play the game! Time to play the Did it. Did, did it. it. Did, did it. Did it. What are the three things a married woman needs? Bingeable television. 
Good. Stimulating conversation? Uh, some appreciation just for the work they do at all times, basically. Yeah. Give me that one, Sitch. She needs some fried chicken, beer, and some loving. Um, <laughs> thanks, Ted. <laughs> Wait, he's not finished. She's got the vibrating phone, but she needs a man, for God's sakes. I didn't understand what that, what that meant. Is that like a, you know, bit of technology? Is that, how's yeah, that? I think the idea is that uh, ODP, who <laughs> uh, was, uh, you know, maybe in absence of her husband's engorged penis, it's an instrument of her pleasure, she instead temporarily swapped for a, uh, a vibrating telephone. Fair enough. Taz, you know, like, a fantastic commentator now and a surprisingly authoritative voice not long after he retired. But he was a uh, Pat Jones in TNA. <laughs> People hated him in TNA, didn't yeah. they? He's replaced Don West as well. And to the point, oh, yeah. yeah, to the point as well where when he rocked up very early 2020, I believe, on Dynamite, um, I think he subbed for someone and he was so great that they were like, oh, get him in. Mm. Do something with Taz. Like, it was never once mooted for that booth. Ever. And they had Alex Marvez in it. <laughs> and no one said, I'll get Taz to replace him. You know what I mean? No one yeah. had ever said that. Seems like the most biggest no-brainer ever in retrospect. <laughs> Alex Marvez does have one of my favorite moments in uh, AEW history, though, when he's backstage with... Uh, I quite like him as the backstage guy. Yeah. The, the pizza guy, and he, the page kicks his head off. And he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> Anyway, uh, Eric as a, Young... As a commentator, those long pauses down there, like... Thanks, Jim. Double or nothing pre-show is like a must-watch. I'm so glad it's still on their YouTube channel in all of its... The very first awful glory. seconds of AEW's content, right? Not including that weird Hangman Page pack match in England. Mm. Yeah. Nottingham. It's just Excalibur here. You can even <laughs> sense being nervous through the mask. And Marvez going... Oh my god, just talk, talk, and then they talked. Shut up. <laughs> that guy from the office. Then he gets super geeked as well by the young books at one point. I think so, went, yeah, yeah. You honestly you do watch it and it's a, like JR knew what he was doing. He gets his own special entrance and you're watching it. God, thank God Jim Ross is here. <laughs> Shore this up. So Eric Young returns. He's got the fried chicken, he's got the beer, he's also in a suit. Uh, and uh, they say, oh, here he comes, the star of Off the Hook Extreme Catchers on Animal Planet. Yeah, if you're a fishing fan, I'm sure that was great. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, oh, poor, poor Mike Tanay. Taz is like, hey, Tanay, you know beer, chicken, and cheap suits better than anybody. And Tanay has to yuck it up like, hey, I'm a piece of <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mike Tanay. Um, but ODB... She's uh, she's confused. Who is this guy? She doesn't recognise him. He's got sunglasses on. He's got this suit. She's like slapping at the suit. She says, "What?" She said, "Where the hell are you been? I sent you out months ago for some fried chicken and beer." Uh, a bit, um, a bit Josh Briggs, that isn't it? I want to stop doing yeah. it. I step on your dick. Uh, <laughs> Ey says, "I know. I've been in Hollywood. I'm very successful now." It's a little TV show, but I got beer. It's small, but it'll do the trick. Sage, what's he uh, implying there? He's implying that he isn't uh, the most well endowed, uh -huh. but you know, some positions are uncomfortable or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a giant bucket of chicken for my love. So sometimes a benefit. 
I've read. <laughs> Says, a lot, we're one happy couple. Let's get out of here. But ODP, she shrugs him off. She's not going anywhere. She says, look, you know, I appreciate it. Finally, fried chicken, beer. But who the hell are you? Really? This fancy crap? Where was my husband that I married? Which is a very WWE <laughs> line. <laughs> Where's EY? This is not you. This is not who I married. I think they were a married couple. Um, and there's meant to be like a bit of, ooh, tense. Slightly undercut by the entire crowd chanting, we want chicken. <laughs> and EY says, oh, you're right. This doesn't feel right. Does it look right to you, crowd? No. No, boo. Says, I'll fix it. And he gets a clap going and he strips off the suit. And as he tosses off bits of it, he tosses off onto his wife. Not... Um, uh, Taz says, "Why can't they? Uh, oh, why can't they do this in private?" And he goes for the. Uh, this that, you're a scumbag. <laughs> he's going with the old, over the britches, and he bumps to take them off, and does a kip up. And isn't he Canadian? Yeah, yeah. He's wearing he's wearing uh, USA undies, uh, which means obviously. And just, God bless the United States because he's not himself. Mm. Uh, he's yeah. forgot where he's come from. But uh, ODB looks him up and down now, takes a bite of chicken, and they embrace. It's true love, they say on commentary. Happy days are here again. The beer, the chicken, and now all she needs is a little loving. And Taz signs off by saying, I hope she doesn't choke on that bone. So. <laughs> She's taking a bite of chicken. You must have been buzzing to have found this. I thought, oh, this is fantastic. And then that sign off, I was like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> The comments can't top it. <laughs> so we go to the comments section. Have you cleared these? Oh, no. We haven't got a producer today. So. Oh, Christ. Oh, no. Adam Nicholas back next week, guys. Thank uh, God. All going well. Once again, these are not reflective views of Adam Nicholas, uh, the Dadly Boys, anyone at What Culture, or birthday boy himself, Eric Vazquez. Uh, Ward. That starts off nice. These were the days. WCW, TNA, Impact. That's not the same thing, but <laughs> Okay. Ruled the world, did they? 2012? No, no business was in, the, yeah. was in the bin. Not really, but the bin, but it wasn't great. Monday nights? Uh, 2010. 2010. So, so, yeah, uh, two months. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot. You'll like this. Got another game. Oh, yes. Uh, Rana writes, The good old days. I miss all the original TNA wrestlers, including... It's time to play the game! There's three names. I'll give you three guesses each, or you can come up with a combo if you want. What's the... Comment? Good old days, I miss all the original TNA wrestlers, including... The beautiful people. Okay, that's your three. Oh, I see. Right, so, okay. It's all going to be women, perverts in the comment section. The beautiful people... Uh, Gail Kim. Good shout. Uh, Tracy Brooks. Okay. That's it. That's three. What are you going for? I thought we'd workshop that. Oh, okay. You're wrong. Oh. Um, I just, it tickled me. Original TNA wrestlers, mm. right? Your mind goes to who? AJ Styles. AJ Styles. So Daniels. Jeff Jarrett. Samoa Joe. Petey Williams. I miss all the original TNA wrestlers, including Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, and Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they wanted you to think. 
Justin says, I like I liked EY better when he was clean shaven with blonde hair. He reminded me of what Butters from South Park would look like all grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Wholesome guy. These are wholesome comments. Hey. Loved Eric Young. When he like would get shocked by his own pyro bump on the way to the ring. Good character. I'd sort of this was sort of very, very much your speed. Oh, TNA was totally my speed. There was Ring of Honor was over there. I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> See, Ring of Honor was there, and I was like, yeah. It's in the lights that kind of slightly get in the way of the wrestling. Ugh. That's in a TV studio. I was Florida. Just, I was just all, all fed if even I was watching any wrestling at this <laughs> point. And I dipped in. So like, what's, what's this whole TNA thing? Oh, no. Sucks. Um, and then when I came back. Little rent. EY was, uh, EY was world champion. I was like, sorry, this is the guy who was scared of his... Oh, yeah. It's Pyro about three weeks ago. Just like a Daniel Bryan lift, something like a month after Bryan won the oh, belt, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Shameless stuff, man. Um, <laughs> where are we? Oh, BRN League. Oh, I love Taron Terrell in a referee uniform so much. It's taking the turn. Oh. I think we just to do the credible, um, ref. credible ref, like uh, like good officiating. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Williams. What's she doing with that goofball? She should be with me on the back of my Harley. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tyrion. You've seen who's new to the content game. It's the dead man himself. Yes. He's got his own YouTube account. Man, I want to take a like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to get Gary Lineker, dead man face. It's coming soon. <laughs> I cannot. I love that. She should be with me, the guy from YouTube, on the back of my hog. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You haven't even got a bike. (laughs) Um, Benicio, apt for, this isn't recent, but back in in time. Benicio writes, No Nut November, boys, stay strong. So what's No Nut November? What's all that about? What's he mean? You don't eat any nuts in November? Is it because that's like Christmas? You're like, everyone loves like a big bowl of nuts at Christmas. Is that what it is? No. It means, uh-huh. I don't know why people do this or what it really, the origins are, but apparently there's like a month and it's November, and I believe it's to do with the alliteration where you are not allowed to nut, oh. nut being a verb. You don't know what that is though, do you? Even though you said no. on a previous podcast, yeah, yeah it's yeah. ejaculation. No Jays January. I guess I failed that on the first, huh? No Jays January. No Fat February. We've done yes. this before. We have done we this all the before. Way through? The did. Was it the wanking calendar? I, can't, I knew we'd done one we recently. Did it on a, I think we barely said we did it on a live stream because people were sending in suggestions for months. Yeah, months. Yeah. No molesting yourself. March. <laughs> <laughs> what was the April one? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Or on Twitter. Because I can't just begin with like, ah. That's no, 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 no. That's cheating. Uh, Jabba. Right. It's a Jabba E-R. That's awful. <laughs> no. Uh, right. Oh, so many hot women, so little time to bust nuts. <laughs> so slightly contradicting Benicio there. Something tells me Jabba's got plenty of time to bust nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's got too much time for anything. <laughs> Walking around, oh god, not another one. Uh, is this another clue about CM Punk? It's not in time. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Benicio going around with police in all the videos. Every video we can Come find on, guys. on YouTube. Stay okay, strong. I'll get in there. Stay strong, guys. Um, again, K not really subscribing to uh, Benicio's 
um, way of thinking, let's say. Doesn't actually specify. Um, just says, I wanted to fart on my face. Oh. Could, could it? Plenty of people could apply to. Uh, and Johnny Jones circles back to our... This is the last one. Last thank, one. thank God. Yeah. Uh, Can't be much worse than that. Uh, referee... Tarrant Terrell. Uh, I think this, it, the way I'm just going to read this verbatim because that's what tickled me the most. Uh, Johnny Jones just writes, Hey, ref! Daddy want to spank that ass. <laughs> In it for about 10 seconds. <laughs> Happy birthday, Eric. Happy birthday, Eric. Man. Happy birthday, Eric. I love the 10 <laughs> second cameo. <sighs> I'm just a woman doing her job. Hey, come here. <laughs> oh, God. Back to Monday Night Raw. Judgment Day are having a meeting backstage. And uh, Ripley and Dom are like, oh, here comes the bloody leader, apparently. And Priest's like, look. I just kind of, I got hot in the moment. And Ripley's like, no, no, no. I think you should actually be in charge for uh, for war games. Dom and Ballas seem on board. Uh, but Ballas says, we've got something else to take care of. He's got a duffel bag. Uh, and it's time to make J.D. McDonough an official member of the Judgment Day. Priest's still uh, iffy about it, but uh, Ripley's like, like, he's in medical now. He took a bullet for you. And uh, Bala says it's time, and Priest says, yeah, fair enough, you know what? I'll do it myself. Yeah. Got the follow-through mm-hmm. later on. Have they entertained who it was going to be, if not him for uh, War Games? Because the minute's meant to be a four-on-four. Yes, but J.D. McDonough was already in that. Oh, was he already in it? Yeah, he just yeah. wasn't a part. A part of the, makes it wasn't sense. a part of the judgment. Day ah, yeah, makes, still makes no sense. Then. He's got his. Like, he's allowed to say he's in the judgment day now, where okay. previously he was there, like hanger on it. So the judgment okay. day and JD McDonald, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right, okay, maybe. Uh, then it was time for Zia Lee versus Indy Hartwell. Uh, oh, that's what. Yeah, my God, sorry. <laughs> oh boy, Zia Lee hit a roundhouse kick and uh, KO'd Indy Hartwell and a forearm. Um, they hit a forearm and she sold a concussion. It's absolutely terrible. You will see professional wrestling of this standard virtually nowhere else. On pylon, you've got to criticise it when it's bad, guys. It was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh yeah, I was, I was just waiting for you to finish the point. It was rubbish. Uh, it's it disastrous. Fans, yeah. fans could see through it as well. They got yeah, booed the out fans the were not happy. Booed out the, the finish got booed out the building. The uh, the preceding match was diabolical. Like basically, Zaylee kicked her ass for a few minutes, yes. and that was it. There was one well, a tiny hope spot. Tiny hope yeah. spot, but that was it. There's a moment in this match where, like, you know when there's never a good time to botch, but there are awful times to botch, right? There's a moment in this match when Zaya Lee, on the one of the few occasions where Indy Hartwell's, like, on offense, where she's trying to bump and feed for Indy Hartwell, and, like, she slips. It's like you can't slip during a bump and feed because, like, oh, my God, I was trying so hard and trying and trying to go so fast for you to kick my ass <laughs> that I up. I was just so ready for you to kick my ass and magically get up when I could have stayed on the ground. <laughs> old guard WWE would have had you fired for that, wouldn't it? Like, the old agents would have been like, well, that is the most important fundamental in all of wrestling yes. history, and you can't do that. You are most important fundamental in this business, which we take seriously, we don't spam these super kicks, I do these Canadian destroyers, is that you must get up as quickly as humanly possible and as smooth as baby <laughs> yeah. to get your ass kicked by the baby face. And yeah. You will walk into it and you will run into it <laughs> and you will fall down and get back up. 
you cannot sprint into a bump and feed it. Uh, you can't slip. Mm. Oh, sorry, I was just I was trying so hard to get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got ahead of myself. And yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, redo the finish. Mm. Sell the arm and go. Like, have some instincts. They don't, like she they didn't go down initially, and I thought, oh, they, they, they're going to redo this. The whole way this business works, I would say an AW is beyond reproach or anything. The way the business works, it's like, right, that's the, that's the agent told me that's the finish, so I must do this. It's I have some instincts, like, oh, she's hit your arm. Oh, it's quite like, ah, do it again, I'm going to feed you my head. Right, hit us in a you know, safer spot, bang, 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 and now I can do the bump. Looked ridiculous. <laughs> Doesn't even need to be the wrestlers. Like, getting the refs here. You, they're, you're watching. Like, there's enough people watching those screens backstage. Just getting the refs here and have the refs here. Do that again. I don't blame like them. The, I do not blame them. They are instructed from an early age, yeah. like from an like early, from the very start of their career. That's what you do. It's down to letter. It's very regimented television show. That's how it goes. You are told your job. Go and do it. If you fail, just can't have instincts. You can't like be sort of like I don't know. Kind of improvise. Sucks. Becky Lynch comes out, says, we're doing it on my time now after what you did to me. Uh, come looking for a fight. She gets in there, tries to manhandle Slam, uh, Lee, but she slips out of it and rolls out. Uh, and Becky's furious, obviously, that she hasn't managed to get her a revenge. She grabs a mic. She says, you want to keep running? You've got seven more days. Next week, it's me versus you. Welcome to the big time. Like... And again, really, like not to overstate how bad the match or the segment before it was, but this is when in wrestling these things, one thing undermines the other. Becky Lynch cutting this promo after last week where she was booted out of the Battle Royal and had been attacked backstage, fine. But immediately following that, it didn't feel remotely credible or something you want to watch because mm. the thing you just watched was pretty terrible. So I feel like this is a waste of Becky Lynch. I know what's going to happen. She's going to work Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. All this will be forgotten, and Rhea Ripley can use it as like ammo and promo material. The writer on her behalf can and say things like, oh, you know, I was running this show while you were scrape, squeaking past rookies and stuff. Like, they can, you know, they can make it seem like Becky Lynch has got the biggest fight of her career. She's doing what Drew said he was going to do. Yeah. I'll work my way back to the mm. title, sort of. Yeah. Thing. yeah. So it'll, it'll all work out. They'll be able to square it off. But this it, living in the moment of this is just a, it feels like a waste. Did you see over the weekend, Sage? There we were talking about this on the SmackDown review. And if Becky beats Zaylee on Raw next week, that does sort of free her up for it. You see the rumors that she could be uh, the babyface's uh, fourth for the SmackDown Women's War Games. Oh my god! The prospect of like Becky and Charlotte on the same. Oh team. my god! Like, that's know. sort of captivating, that isn't it? I, like, oh my god! I want to see who's like got a bit of a boo boo face. Imagine them in the double cage together teams. Like, yeah. Oh. Like the holding pen bit. Just even if the oh, one of them would have to go at first, wouldn't they? Need a bit of that. I know. Is it so yeah, are you saying that this bit of Becky Lynch's road to WrestleMania is gonna be the Deborah managing the rock segment? They just won't mention it in the video <laughs> packages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did some stuff with uh She put over live Arcane in a good match and Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. And scene missing. <laughs> or whatever. Uh Gunther approaches Mike in the back. Congratulates him on the surprise win. Uh, but hey, Miz, you're the rightful challenger. Miz says, why don't, you just, why don't you just watch tonight? Watch what I do out there. You to your analogue, Ivar, in case you were too thick to get it. Uh, I, don't, I don't get that you're not excited. I, I'm, I'm so buzzing for this match. I'll do whatever it takes to win. I'll do what others don't. I've been doing it for 20 years. 
And I and I avenge you at every single one of them. I'm an eight-time champion. I'll show you the difference between the long. 20 years of my life. Yeah. I probably spent more time with the Miz than I have, like, my cousins. <laughs> you know what I mean? I probably have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. I'll show you the difference between the longest reigning champion and the greatest champion of all time. Oh, you know, Bret Hart videoing. <laughs> uh, Doesn't stand up as well, because, like, he's lost it, like, he's lost it eight times. And as we were talking about the week, like, maybe two memorable matches. Yeah. There's a difference. There's it's, a difference. Like, <laughs> Uh, Gunther says I know exactly what I'm dealing with you're going to get the beating of a lifetime at Survivor Series I hope so he's going to uh, so we start I'll go like this if it's really good not That's quite Phoenix window though I'll show me Austin Phoenix window if this gets over four stars <laughs> That's a big one Meltzer's ratings this year Wild West that gives everything four and a quarter man mm, not if it's CM Punk and Samoa it's a real proven exception yes yeah. fair point uh, Zoe Stark I watched it again last night Did you? No, I th- I th- oh I saw it That's why, that's why I was going to say I saw someone tweeting about it Just like, think like, about it wound up Whilst like, I was doing all the Fed like, stuff Why would I not Watch it again And I just did It's unbelievable It's what, class What a match Three and a half stars It's brilliant Joe Hulbert just replied to me uh, Of Wrestle Purist Good take have it. He just said it's just like Two old pros Like just improvising their way through A stadium show stealer and yeah, it's like w- yeah, that vibe, like that's magic. Three and a half stars of magic. <laughs> uh, Zoe Stark spoke with uh, up and comer Shayna Baszler backstage. Uh, Baszler said, "I could easily be champion right now, or at least be in your position." Uh, but hey, you're on a roll. Good luck beating Rhea Ripley. And uh, Raquel Rodriguez says, oh, "Not thrilled you eliminated me, but uh, good luck." And then Nia Jax appeared to save it all, mocked everyone. Pathetic, she says. Took all you to bloody eliminate me. No one, none of you could have beat me one-on-one. And uh, Raquel gets in her face and uh, says, why aren't you champion if you're so bloody tough then? And uh, it's basically set up a match between the two of them next week. Naya is a good rumble opponent for Rhea Ripley. Oh, my God. Because you can't really put... Close to WrestleMania. You can't can't really put Naya Jackson in the Royal Rumble the way she is at the moment and Mm -hmm. not have her just, like, dump everybody... I like the idea of that Rhea Ripley match and Rhea getting Men's or the women's? That's, she has it both, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they're setting Nia up for Rhea Ripley at the Rumble, I think. She beats, beats everybody on the way. Uh, anything you want to say about this? <laughs> <laughs> what would I have to possibly have to say about a poorly scripted and performed WWE backstage segment on television? I'll move on. I know it's my job, but what? <laughs> The Miz versus. You go back and watch the cards, but honestly, there is this bit at the end where she like flicks the things like a jack of spades or something to the I've front of the it. deck. It's really impressive. Mm. I can't do that. Well done. Uh, the Miz versus Ivar. Miz can you. Uh, Miz hopped on the uh, second turnbuckle. Hit a big kick and a rana off the top. That's right. Uh, he takes three goes, but he gets Ivar over the top of the clothesline. Uh, flies through ropes with a big kick. Um, and then Ivor hits, the, I will say this. God damn it, do I love a crossbody when someone's wedged against something by Ivor. Oh, my God. The uh, Xavier Woods one's probably my favorite, but also that uh, ring apron doesn't have any, or the... Yeah, the screen one. Doesn't have any diff. So did you catch Michael Cole's call of the year in no. that moment? Uh, so Miz is obviously up against that thing, and um, Valhalla is temporarily there distracting him with a big primal scream, and that's what leaves the Miz mm. prone to get hit with that splat. And she does the scream, and then Michael Cole, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> 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 We're all you for a second. Yeah. 
Uh, Ivar gets gets in control, chucks Miz over his head, but Miz lands on his feet uh, like a cat. Uh, fights out the corner. It's a spinning DDT to Ivar. Not exhausting being you. Gets a two count. <laughs> it's be exhausting being Miz because he's got a hat wife. Uh, spinning slam by Ivar. Hell of an engine. Gets <laughs> a two count as well. Bronson Reed shows up. Miz hits a bulldog out of the corner. Fans are behind him. Uh, Ivar hits a sit-down splash. And uh, Reed looks like he's going to twat him with a chair, but he just puts it down and sits to watch as we go to another break. We come back. Ivar hits a backbreaker and a power bomb for another near fall. Miz hits a DDT and the it kicks. Uh, Ivar distracts the ref. Uh, Valhalla cheap shots Miz. Ivar hits the roundhouse kick for two. World's strongest slam off the middle rope. Still Miz kicks out. Sets up for the moonsault, gets distracted by Reed, who doesn't really do anything, but just is in his eye line effectively. And Miz slips underneath, stacks him up, puts his feet on the ropes, and gets the one, two, three. He can't po- even do that. He cannot even do that. It looked absolutely rubbish. Like just, like he's just putting his feet on the ropes. Like not, there's not the actual logic for what that counts to be. It's meant as. to be, yeah. Just more. looked rubbish. Tell you what, like, a lanky ginger who's constantly living in gimmick. Have you ever seen Wilborn and The Undertaker in the same room? <laughs> Booger Red. This match. Successful YouTube podcasters. Mm. Yeah. Well, one of them. This match, <laughs> honestly, it's like, you know when the Canadian Destroyer was in vogue mm. and a few years later, WWE had like Bad Bunny do one. Yeah. Right. You see like Virgil and Ricky Morton do them. That's the Miz doing everything. <laughs> it's like, this doesn't look right. And I'm mm. meant to buy that he can do it. He's a. Uh, I love. The if fact. he was good, he would be trying to wrestle. I know he's babyface, right? Over the past few years, he'd be trying to wrestle like Christian Cage in AEW, just a rat. Yeah, but like doesn't care about going on offense because he just knows every single trick. He can swipe your leg. He can sort of get your neck on the ropes. If you, if you make one mistake, he'll punish you. Like a little rat, like just tripping you up and laughing when you fall. Like the missus can't do anything. Like it's that the instruction is prove you're a worthy wrestler to lose to Gunther, and he's taken that instruction. He's gone three new moves. Oh, yeah, I've got a couple of DDTs in me. Maybe mm. I think I can springboard off that top rod. Right. I really that want one to. Where he's like, yeah. <laughs> There's no like snap to it at all, is there? Like he just flings his leg up to be like, yeah. It's kind of extra. Kind of Jake Roberts' new generation, if anything. <laughs> like aye. The I like uh, I'm still in the Miz Gunther match, but it's the idea that like the Miz in this match specifically was basically presented as like WWE's five tool player. Mm. Like he's got the technical know how, he's got the engine, could fly as well. Yeah, he's got the guile, but he's uh, he's pretty opportunistic. Gunther, you better have your head in a swivel for the old Miz. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? It's terrible. It's funny. It's like, you terrible. Got, you got all of the Fed. It's got the lot. Like it's got it's got comedy. And we're getting Ivar, Bronze, and Reed presumably because afterwards Reed hits Ivar with a tsunami off the top. Yeah, like again, don't. You don't need to do the bad thing to get to the good thing, but this is the good thing. Mm-hmm. They kind of built these two up, like, at the same time to crash into each other. Break That'll the ring? Yeah, why not? I haven't done that in a while. Mm. Uh, Priest does the does the business with J.D. McDonough. You still can't. He's still in the midst of saying, congratulations, welcome to the Judgment Day. He's still like, you really do piss me off quite a lot. Um, but uh, he says that after what you did, if someone can stand with, welcome to the Judgment Day. Uh, Priest gives him a new jacket. Balor's like, look at this, eh? Well, yeah, who'd have thought it? Uh, but we got to shut, cut short this celebration because uh, don't get in trouble with old man Pierce. <laughs> we got the match later. I, I just really like the Judgment Day, and I think they're doing a great job with Damien Priest here. Like him, 
offering the spot. There's almost, even within these villains, within these heels, there's a certain nobility that Damien Priest is taking to be like, you know what, I'm going to be the bigger man here. I had my reservations, but the rest of the guys, you've got them all on side and you've helped me tonight, so fine, you're in. He's, like I say, I think he's going to potentially win the title, which is going to breed the jealousy of Finn Balor especially. But J.D. McDonough's plan all along has appeared to have been a possibly replace Damien Priest rather than just simply get in the group. So this is a nice way for him to finally get his jacket, finally get his acceptance. And I do, I think it spins, all of it probably spins off from Morgan. I think they win, and obviously Damien gets the title, but I think after that, it's then when Damien's got the belt and he realises, maybe I don't need this group as much, and then... I then disagree. I think, I think Cody's standing tall. That's what I, I think he's winning. But we'll save that for another time. What do you uh, make of the anointment of JD McDonough? Gunther, okay. Gunther's backstage with, uh, you might like this, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. And he comes in and says... Oh, this is weird. This is good. Uh, good. I think I'm back on board with Imperium now after this. Comes back in and says, good job tonight. And Kaiser's like, thanks. She's kind of the best, aren't I, really? Gunther's like, I'm not talking to you, Bellend. Talking to Giovanni. He's bloody brilliant. He talks a bit in Italian to him. And uh, he says, what a brilliant effort he's done. Uh, and the only reason Ludwig Kaiser won is thanks to him. And he's, he's beaming. And he turns around and shoots... Ludwig Kaiser, this look, and just storms off. And then (laughs) I think Giovanni walks off as well. And Ludwig Kaiser turns around, and there is Jinder Mahal. No! No, no, no! Says, uh, hey, choose your next move wisely. Not with you. Trying to infiltrate Imperium or something. What's going on? What a terrible trios match that will be. Like, you think the Miz is a test for guns there, (laughs) making that one? It'll be. Five sixths of it will be good. Into share kick ass. Mm. Love those boys. They're in creeds. Yeah. Oh my god. Remember when they teased one? I can't. I've got to be tight on that one. Remember when they teased that one out? They kept like promising and not delivering that specific match into sharing the creeds. It's like it's it's coming. It's coming. Oh, I like we got weeks of that. I uh, I loved Gunther here, man. Yeah. Like he can do everything. He there's like. I know it wasn't necessarily a popular thing that he was required to do X, Y, and Z to really fit in WWE, but I believe that you can still do the things you have to do to fit in WWE and be entertaining with mm. it. I, like, there's loads of guys that can do that. There's just plenty that don't. Gunther does. I thought this was, like, he had great comic timing, the way he's flipped this week. And I think I think I finally get the what the dynamic with Imperium is, is that ultimately Gunther just wants to keep them both hungry and scared. Mm. I get it now. It's not just this weird, strange, oh, Giovanni's absolutely useless. I don't know why anybody would bother bringing him back. Like, it's we've moved away from that now. It has to be part of though, doesn't it? It can't just be a gang. Uh, it has to be a gang. I don't know what happened to gangs and hate. It was Pat there. <laughs> well, it was Pat next. Uh, Gable's comforting Otis. Don't worry, we'll take care of Nakamura next week. Creed brothers are there saying, hey, if you're Gable, right? You co- your job is to constantly console how useless <laughs> Otis is. He's and Andrew Pryor, partners and friends. That's, that's been it's the story of his WWE career, isn't it? Like, partner up with this guy, make them better, make them class. Then I, they feel start like, I feel like I've seen Gable go, oh, chin up mm. to Otis for about four years. Bored? It's, a, it's an absolute rerun. Yeah, absolute it's syndication. Uh, Creed Brothers are there saying, if you need some new training partners. It's just the same every week. It's the same show every single week. Gable says, no, thank you. Uh, they're not going to abandon the Gable method. Uh, Brutus says, we're undefeated. 
Maybe we'll go after the tag titles. Yes, please. Uh, but, of course, mention the tag titles brings in the New Day. They all argue. And it cuts to Ivy Nile and Maxime Dupree. They're all like, oh, what are these bloody like? And they walk off together. And then Tazawa's there with a NFL WWE title doing a little dance. Yeah, the Tazawa thing's still strange, isn't it? It sucks. It stinks. Maybe we'll feed into... It's the main event. Maybe we'll feed into the superstar... I think my blood... Supernova sh- sessions on... Uh, NXT tonight. I feel like my blood sugar's dropping somewhat. <laughs> it's main event time. Yes. Tag titles on the line. Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Co- Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Um, we know how well these guys work together, obviously. Um, Balor has to rake Rhodes' eyes uh, to allow, and, and the Priest takes the ref as well, to allow him to take over. Uh, Jay gets the hot tag. We get yeets all over the place as every time he gets a strike. It's over. This uh, is so good. I love uh, watching Jay Uso meet man. Uh, Ballet. Uh, Look at your face. Hard, hard day. I was going to say hard day at work. I don't want to work here. But like, have a hard day with the kids on a Sunday or something. Just finally get them to bed. Just sing on Jay yourself for half an hour. His entrance. Right? The it's entrance a great is time. ridiculously. Like, everybody's trying to yeah. meet when he does his punches and that. face. It's, that's why this, this is wrestling. This is wrestling. Like, making noise to this daft bollocks and <laughs> being totally engaged in what is fundamentally nonsense. The, I'll take this over 20 great matches. Like, <laughs> just a frigging noise in the party of it all. Like... That's the venue I want to be in. It's like all those people. You, you would go to this Raw. Well, yeah, man. Like all those people. For like, Sucked. You get to see like all mm. the all the heroes. <laughs> all the heroes. <laughs> God, like, it's like podcasting with an eight-year-old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Balor makes, <laughs> really makes a blind tag. Familiar. Joe. Uh, what's good? Uh, sorry, Jay gets clotheslined out of the ring. Uh, Jay gets chucked over the announce table, takes to another break. We come back. Rose gets the hot tag. Power slam to Balor, disaster kick. A bionic elbow to Priest. Um, super kicks Balor, but Balor blocks the Cody cutter. He sets up for the crossroads. Fallen troops, sorry. Does Cody. Uh, Balor blocks that too, brings in Priest. Uh, Jay hits Priest with a flying crossbody. Super kicks Priest and Balor hits Priest with an Uso splash for two. Uh, Jay avoids the choke slam. Uh, super kicks Priest, and Priest gets hit with a crossroads from Cody. Jay spears Balor, uh, and they hit their 1D Cody cut. I genuinely thought, oh my God, they're winning the tag titles back. Uh, but Priest, right at the last second, breaks up the cover. Um, Rhodes hits Priest with a suicide dive, but Priest shoves him into the ring post, which sort of breaks. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know if that was yeah. deliberate or not, but it was like, a toy. Awesome. Um, All right, it was awesome, okay. Cover and broke, <laughs> cover and broke off. I liked it. I thought it made just... But made it all busted It's like a it. bit of toy had come off the toy. <laughs> <laughs> Priest chokes Lambs Road onto Rhodes onto the apron. Jay takes him out both with a flip dive, chucks Balor back in the ring. He's got him beat. And then suddenly there is Drew McIntyre at ringside. Claymore kick to Jay Uso. Chucks him back in. Balor covers him. One, two, three. Judgment Day retains. And just before we go off the air, Drew's walking up the ramp. Out comes Rhea Ripley, and they shake hands. Drew McIntyre has joined the Judgment Day. I'll go first, because he can send us off on a high. There's a little mark out, bro. A yeah. high and a goodbye. A little Mike. <laughs> Another little, great role. Michael Hamlet's looking at a little match striker moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I've never apologised to you on this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I just saw some wrestling moves from the same wrestlers in the same combination I've been watching for months on end. Um, I feel like people are forgetting... Chicago's a hotbed. And so many people like in the building and they can't even have a set. Might just have a little bloody WWE logo. That's, that's what we were it. looking at in the office the other day. I was showing Sid an old show from that venue, right? It's just a Fed logo. Because like so everybody loves a fing Fed so much. It was like there's only space for the logo. You have more people in the building. Asses and seats for the Fed. 
there's going to be so many people, so many loud people, that this is going to feel like the story of the year mm. in that building. So I think it's the absolute epitome of all right in the night for me because this was such a blur. The glazing mm. happened. You know that you've said that oh, there's some moves happening in front of you. Yeah, like it's for me it's just the, the glazing where it's just like, ah, <laughs> rewind it back. <laughs> I get the moment where I just go like this and go, oh sh. <laughs> I just have to rewind it because I've just missed two minutes because I've, the glazing has happened. I don't totally disagree, by the way. I, and the Drew thing. They, they got me with the one uh, the one D coding. Yeah. But I am completely the same. This was all this is very um when Roman Reigns and all the Usos were fighting and the like the body of the match was so dull for like a hot five or six minutes on PLE. This was like for a hot minute and a half on TV. Like this was that for me. Honestly. And I think the Drew thing, right? You know when they do like WWE top ten on YouTube and it's like number eight. Number seven. Yeah. Five. <laughs> it's like the top ten betrayals. Yeah. Like when like you, get, you see the Seth Rollins. Oh. Yeah, that one so fan girl. No. Oh, brilliant. And all the rest of them. The betrayals. Yeah. Yes. Like this Drew one. I didn't think it was very good. All that time. For like a claymore kick on the outside. There's no pageantry. There was no like it didn't. Like, the camera didn't go. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't yeah. feel that big after all that time. It was like a bit of a damn squib. I thought the actual execution of the turn. It's still, it's still a claymore on the outside. I, I, I can see where you're coming from. They're typically quite bombastic with these sort of moments. Yes, aren't they? Yeah, I, I don't think I, it was. I like the handshake. Like Rhea, there's a bit of handshake law with Rhea Ripley as the. Uh, Deal maker. She, mm. you know, she kind of like Keanu James in a way because she does business. Danny Deals. Danny Deals. Can't think of it. I was trying to get Ray Ripper. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I can do it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like she's done this with Paul Heyman a couple of times mm. now. Danny Deals in an Australian accent? Danny Bloody Deals. Correct. Um, Got there. So I, I quite like that. Like that's what she does. It's again, it's that reminder of like just the kind of power she holds. I, Is Triple H your favorite booker of all time? Ooh. HBK for me. He's. <laughs> Die. He's presided Ghetto over. Could learn a lot from HBK, I reckon. He's presided over like two separate salvage That's, jobs yeah, of my no. WWE fandom, like twice. So maybe. Um, so yeah, I did quite like that. Like the, I like the the bit with Rhea Ripley. I, th- I thought personally it was the the powerful visual that I can see why you didn't maybe feel was there. The attack itself, like one claymore. But I guess sometimes you're simplifying. Like one claymore is still enough. It shows you the damage he does. So at least they're saying that, you know, that it's protecting mm-hmm. the finisher, if nothing else. He's had to hit that finisher and lose a lot with it of late. That's been his whole deal, isn't it? So I guess they were giving him that. Um, but I did like the, the sort of union with Rhea Ripley at the top of the ramp. I got I got what I wanted from my visual there, at okay. least. Well, let's know your thoughts on Monday Night Raw in the comments section. Didn't watch it. Or on uh, X at What Culture WWE. Uh, watch, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Or Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, we'll be back later on today to preview the best show of the week, NXT. He's buzzing about this, by oh, the way. I mean, yed. Uh, but for now, it's been the uh, Raw review. Uh, my thanks again to Eric Vasquez. You can still su- submit your five star. Happy belated birthday. Uh, my thanks to Hamlet Sidgwick. Thank you for joining and us. And the Fraser Cranium Sun. And we hmm. will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.